Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How we doing traders? Good morning and welcome to none other than pre-market prep, the number one morning show to get you guys started. Everything you need in the market. Let's go ahead and dive into today's action. Of course, we're going to do a little first half recap. The worst first half in 52 years. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, we'll definitely touch some topics. Window undressing, earnings season coming up. What should be on your radar? Of course, Micron, Kohl's announcements out there. We'll touch a little bit about what's been going on lately in some healthcare action. Also, NIO deliveries. We'll take a look maybe at some Chinese stocks, see how that's affecting the Chinese EVs. Hit the thumbs on up. We also got some economical data that will be released a little bit later today. We'll touch a little bit about what you should be on your radar. Like always, smash that thumbs on up. Get ready for your guys, Joel Alconin and Dennis Dick, and hit that like button. Let's go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Alconin. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders. I'm super excited. A little bit later today, we'll have Todd Gordon here, CNBC contributor and founder of New Age Wealth Advisors. Smash the thumbs on up if you're excited about Todd coming on next. But I, I got a little surprise for you guys on out there. Uh, Joel coming in always with the extra gold. So let's first, let's bring on my man, Dennis Dick, I'm going to put him in the middle here. And now let's go to none other than Joe L. Conan. What's going on, Joe? You got dressed up for Canada Day. I did. Happy 4th of July. Happy Canada Day, baby. Look at that. Got there we go. I got the do right. I got the full the... screen for that, Joel. There That's we what go. I like to see, man. Looking good, man. You should man. see. You, I, if, I can't wear my actual 4th of July shirt because, like, the women would go crazy. It, it's a, <laughs> it's a, I can't even get it. it it's well, a, I should have brought it down. I should have brought it down to show you. I should have, should have started the show with a little Jimi Hendrix star spangled banner. Oh but. yeah. So we could get our second find of the week. You know it. We I've should also to... know Canada though. Come on. Joel, oh, you know the come words. On, He's half uh, Canadian. Oh, Canada. You don't okay. see hockey. We're not busting out the hockey sticks, Dennis. We're busting out the fireworks. We're, we're busting out the hockey sticks. My kids are in a hockey uh, float today. They, uh, their hockey team has uh, got a float going, and they're going to be going to the parade at 10 o'clock. So okay. They're pretty pumped okay. up for that. The hockey team on the parade, on the float. Hey, shout out so, to that hockey team. Even in the summer, we're still celebrating hockey in Canada. I'll tell you what, though. Um, uh, they probably did a little bit better than the Lightning in the Stanley Cup. Um, and, and I'll tell you one thing. This market has definitely been one of the toughest markets I've seen in my uh, trading experience. Sure. You tell me, Dennis, because you've been trading oh, yeah. definitely longer than I have. What do you uh, think about the first half of this year? It feels hey, like before 2001. Before that? Before go, we do that, go, I just go. I want to stick with the Fourth of July theme. Yeah, let's do it. Let's and do Dennis, it. What, what fireworks you did you get your kids? Fireworks. Yeah. My like, kids and fireworks don't mix. If I buy my kids fireworks, they would. He's burn like, you trying to burn now. the house that I'm the building trees right would now? Burn down the house. Would burn down. They'd love it. Don't kid yourself. They would love it. But my kids and fireworks. Did you see the picture of them? Like water the flowers, and they're like. Shh fire hose going out the other one so let's just, I just yeah. fireworks you, for my kids uh -uh, i just gotta idea. tell you real quick do you have a good fireworks story from when you were a kid or not 
I remember oh. I had a I'll just a quick one. I remember I had those uh what are those things, you know? Those the The sparklers? The sparklers. sparklers. Yeah, I had one of those. And I remember I was like sparklers. six and I like was my, my dad's like th- or my mom's like throw it in the water because we lived on the on the water. So I was like I didn't know what to do with it and it was like lit up and I was done with it. Then I threw it and I kinda overthrew it because I'm like six years old and it hit the tree and the tree caught on fire. <laughs> that is so dense. Yeah. Dennis the Menace. That was never that, an that was your name. That I was know that that had to have been your name when you were young, Dennis the Menace. And I think you still bring a little menace to the okay, show. Okay, so two things. My dad, okay, I don't know, I was like eight or nine. Um, I don't know. He had one of his clients or whatever that was in the fireworks business. He got me this box of fireworks. And he said it was from um I don't know, chief 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 rainwasher. And this thing had roaming candles, it had bottle rockets, it had packed firecrackers. We used to light them all at one time. But later on, my dad, do you know what? Remember M80s? Did you ever yeah. have an M80s? I, I, I love my M80s. Those are the ones. I, I had M200s. Little... Oh, Ooh. Joel, you yeah. stuff up. You could blow. Oh, I don't even want to. I hope no one from Monroe is listening, you know, but uh, we blew some things up. But anyways, Joel. everyone, be uh, safe bad, out there. man. Hey, be safe out there. Yeah. Playing with fire burns. Trust me, I'm one of those kids that got burned plenty of times. So just be careful on do out there, Do we want to recap guys. the futures or do we just want to talk about how depressing the market is? Yeah. Tell, well, we'll do a quick one. We'll quick recap. Okay, we're down we'll 16 and a half handles. It, it's, uh, we're down 16 and a half handles at 73. Potential double bottom in place from yesterday. Crude's mm-hmm. up 290, 108.65. Gold getting killed under 1800, down 1850. Uh, silver getting killed down 80 cents at 1955. Uh, yeah, Bitcoin up 300. They popped this Bitcoin last night, though. Didn't I see it like at 25? 20,500. Now it's only up 310 at 19,070. Yeah. And Ethereum is up 3350 at 1047.50. So now you can give all the depressing statistics about the markets. <laughs> first half, all not right, the first let's go. half to really write home about here. But give yeah. us a, Mitch has a I, whole I got, pile I got a quick little recap here for us. A recap of the first half. All right, let's do a little fun recap here. I'll try to go as fast as I can on it. I do got it. Uh, you'll see it scrolling at the bottom if you Always even scrolling no, no, miss some of the stuff here. So, of course, first half recap here. The Fed staying in its transitory mindset oh, and uh, inflation easing was the way we kind of started the year. Oh, gosh, of course, so Russia's wrong. attack on Ukraine didn't help matters driving up those energy and food prices. Mm-hmm. Shopper confidence has now tanked as inflation expectations haven't showed signs of slowing up. Inflation running CPI at 8.6, the highest since December 1981. Ooh. Jerome, uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell needs to regain control of the inflation narrative now given uh, in SPACs fall, IPOs fall. Uh, and crypto is not an inflation hedge. At least that's what we found out in the first half of this year. NASDAQ is down 30%. Dow Jones average down 14, S&P down 20%, Bitcoin down over 50, and first quarter GP, uh, GDP contracted by 1.6. And the Atlanta Fed Reserve GDP now tracker is pointing to another 1% decline in the economic output for the second quarter. And that goes your first half of the year, and it was what a... What a, what a first half. Uh, honestly, the, one of the hardest first halves, I think, for a lot of traders to deal with, especially after uh, the boom yeah. that we had in 2020. Worst first half since 1970 uh, for the markets. I mean, my investment portfolio got hit just not quite as hard because I had a lot of cash, but it still got hit pretty hard. My trading trading's doing well. I'll post my numbers for June. They were good again. So, I mean, that's day trading. The only thing consistent is the day trading. I keep asking myself, why do I even invest? Why don't I just day trade everything? And maybe maybe that is the thing to do. Um, because after a year like this, you're like, ah, you know, why invest? The reason I've always invested in the past is because I figure, you know, you're making your money day trading and then you're like investing and it's making you money too and it's all working out. But after this year, when you see your investments just get hammered and I have a bunch of stocks that are down 30, 40% as well, you're just questioning like, why? Why not just trade everything? And maybe that's the way to do it. But um, I don't know. Joel, 
what are you, what are your thoughts on the first half? I mean, second. I half, mean, we got killed. I half, mean, no? yeah, we got we got we just got killed really from like uh, from day one, and a lot of the d- damage like was done in the last quarter. You know, I mean, we were kind of hanging up there at like 4,4100. It wasn't too bad. And then we just got murdered. So um, the numbers aren't stacking up well. Um, You know, I like to do, you know, daily, weekly, quarterly numbers. And man, we got a long way to go before you can really flip the switch to bullish. I mean, besides the daily resistance levels that, you know, stick out to you. I mean, really, before you, I mean, there used to be a while where, like, that that pain level was here and the market was here. Now, like, we just, we got a lot of work to do on the upside. We got earnings season coming up. We're already getting a a ton of warnings. Um, by the dip's not working. I mean, what can we say? It just isn't working. It really didn't work in the first half. And so you either, you know, either, you know, sit on hands. Um, and it's hard for people, you know, to short the market. But even like, uh, you know, like even the overnight action too, uh, it's been absolutely crazy. You know, um, big overnight moves. So it's tough. But uh, let's see. You know, right now, for right now, let's just put a positive spin on things. And I, I know I usually Please. don't. Please. We, we, we had a big rally that was a fluff rally right off the expiration, right? Yeah. And you didn't want to chase. Right when we went up to thirty nine fifty, yeah. Right, and now we've trimmed two hundred points. We've given back more than half, which is not a good sign, right? Yeah, yeah we but, don't like more than half. But, but we do, based on the pure numbers, if we can hold thirty seven forty, then we're then we got a chance for a rebound. We take out thirty seven forty, folks. I I firmly believe we're going down to test the low of the move. And if we you, test the low of the move, then we're going, you know, then we're going lower. You, so I'm trying to keep a positive spin on things for right now. The path and what you need to see start happening, the path for this market to actually start to get some legs is the stocks going to have to hold up or start rallying on disappointing numbers. Because this happen. earnings season that is coming is going to be a disaster. The demand destruction that we've been talking about on the show is going to start showing up, and it already is. I mean, this can bring us into Micron, Mitch, and then we'll talk about all of this and tie it all together. Uh, Micron, obviously, I own a small piece. I bought a half-size position at $70. It's $52. Thank goodness I didn't buy a full-size position. Um, Now the stock, obviously, breaking down, making new lows. Value trap, it is indeed um they lowered guidance significantly give us the numbers here mitch all right let's go to micron here i did want to go ahead and cover that um but definitely uh before we get into that did you want to talk about the window undressing no we we'll go to this what we, we, i know we go out of order sometimes but sometimes it's the flow of the show <laughs> sometimes so we don't want to break the sometimes flow. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it let's do the it flow let's of talk. the show is right now we're into micron and we're gonna okay. and we're gonna tie all this in to how we can possibly get up and start moving higher in the second half i'm gonna tie it all in here all right, so uh, Mike, Micron definitely sliding uh, after reporting better than expected qu- quarterly profit. Um, a lot of this coming from what? Putting the semiconductors also on high alerts with disappointing guidance is something that yes. we're all keeping an eye out for. It's not necessarily only if there's getting a beat and a beat, you know, and, and we, we've been seeing a lot of kind of companies beat and beat and still come down. But the CEO here uh, really bringing in the comments here. He stated recently the industry demand environment has weakened and we are taking actions to moderate our supply growth in fiscal 2023. And uh, he was asked in the earnings call if it was weakened. And he said, we would say that the industry demand has fallen off a cliff. Wow. I think words. Terrible yeah, that that stood that from. stood out for me. Something that yeah. I definitely wanted to kind of quote there, um, and something to keep on watch now is after really coming uh, under demand pressure here on lower than expected sales outlook and weakening demand. How's this going to affect other kind of semiconductors? And could we see this really start? Uh, you know, showing up in other areas. I think that's something to keep on watch. And we're seeing it. And the guidance too, Mitch, obviously we didn't mention the guidance. 
they were supposed to, they were looking at Q4 262 or estimates. They said $1.43 to $1.83, just mm-hmm. a landslide miss on guidance. So saying demand falling off a cliff, the guidance terrible. The stock got killed on the guidance, which it yeah. rightfully should. And then it rebounded and somehow went green. So, I mean, and that's when I tweeted out, I was like, well, that's what you need to start seeing is that companies that lower guidance don't go down much or actually turn around and go green. That's when you know you're getting near a bottom. So, I, again, this has not happened because it went green just for a minute and then it didn't hold it. So, what I would say is today, for today, Micron is very important. If Micron, and I'm not saying this is going to happen because people will say, oh, you said this is going to happen, I'm giving you scenario analysis. Yep. If Micron can somehow, and I and you know, and I don't know if it's possible, but if it can somehow turn around and go green, that would be a good sign. But if it doesn't and continues to leak, then it's tough to get bullish. And I mean, and the coal is going to be a disaster too. When we go into that, but I've been through a lot of bear markets here. You know, we went through a horrible one in two thousand one, two thousand two. So I can draw from experience. Joel can too. Um, he was on the floor. You know, eighty seven crash. So we can draw from you know some major downfall markets 2007 2008 2009 my best trading years of my career were those years um but you know the turnaround was incredible but it didn't come it took a couple of years to come but how did what signs did we look for it was when companies had lowered the bar so much that they were getting over those lowered bars or they actually were lowering guidance and the stocks were rallying off it when stocks start going up on bad news that's, you know, the sign that the bottom is close. We aren't seeing that. We tried to get a glimpse of it with Micron for 10 seconds last night, and then they said no. So we're going to come into this earnings season. That is going to be an epic disaster. We've seen multiple contraction in the first half of 2022. What we're going to see in the second half of 2022 is the E starting to come down. And then the problem is the multiple starts going back up. The demand destruction that we've been talking about that was inevitable to happen with the Fed doing what it's doing, is going to start showing up this quarter. These earnings are going to be bad. It's already starting. And Micron, this is, you know, from the last. But, I mean, as we start to get into earnings season, in a week and a half, we're going to start hearing, you know, more about demand destruction, you know, demand falling off a cliff. You're going to hear this from other companies. And we're going to get to Kohl's in a second, too, because they just said the same thing. The consumer is going to have less money to spend. So what I'm saying is we have to take the earnings, the disappointing earnings in stride, not killing stocks. If you start seeing stocks falling 20% on the disappointing earnings guidance, that's not the sign that we're anywhere close to a bottom because the disappointing earnings guidance is coming in waves. It's going to come in waves at you this quarter. So until we start seeing stocks not going down on bad news, it's hard to put together a bullish thesis. Yeah, I... um... It it needs a whole fifty bucks. I mean, you know, you're you're talking about the the fundamentals, which are the most important thing. I'm just looking at the monthlies here, forty nine forty four. You didn't quite get there. Got to fifty ten. So you know, you bought you bounced two bucks. So that that scenario is good, right? That you bounce two bucks. I would just say. You got to hold that. You got to hold 49 and a half, 50. Um, if not, I mean, you know, it doesn't look like you have a straight date down to 40. You know, there's some other some other levels in there. But today I keep an eye on 50 bucks. And somehow, I don't know, Dennis, I don't know if it can go green today, but I, don't I, would, think be, can, I, no. I would be happy if it filled the gap. And that's at 54.22. So potential trading range, maybe not get to the pre-market low, you know, 50 and a half, 51. And then, you know, maybe sneak up into the upper 53 handle. So that's what I'm looking at for Micron. I mean, it was absurd to think that, you know, stocks can go like Micron from 90 to 55. And the company is just, oh, yeah, we're killing it here. <laughs> it's not, the, they've priced in. And again, I'm going to say it, you know, if you're coming in and shorting stocks now, you are a little bit late to the party because a lot of bad news is priced in. But we need to start seeing it get priced in. I mean, now we can go to the Coles. Epic disaster. Yes, I have a small piece in this one here too. Should have sold it all into the rumor, sold half of it into the rumor. Didn't sell it all into the rumor of the takeover. The takeover's off the table. They lowered guidance. They said everything basically bad here this morning. This is the consumer going to hit hard on retail stocks. Mitch, give us the details. KSS, this is a disaster. 
Yeah, uh, Kohl's here announcing uh, Friday that it's terminating its talks to sell its business. Uh, CNBC <laughs> reported late Thursday that Kohl's no longer planned to sell its business to the Vitamin Shopper uh, owner franchise group. Um, this also coming uh, with them talking about how uh, their deteriorating retail and financial environment presented significant obstacles to concluding the deal. It also cut its current, uh, current quarter outlook and more cautious consumer spending. So more and more we're seeing what destruction to that consumer demand. Um, and it's coming fast uh, here. It's KSS. For everything. Yeah. It's coming for everything. And, and you know, and you want to be bullish and you want to try to find the bull thesis. And I'm still trying to find it. The way sure. I'm telling you again, I just want to repeat myself because this is the path to a better second half is the stocks are going to have to stop going down on bad news. That doesn't look like it's going to happen today. No. But the wave of bad earnings that are going to come at us is going to be nothing short of incredible. Because this is, you know, Kohl's saying it. They're not going to stock down 18%. We already knew the deal was off. Everybody knew that. So the majority of this is not because the deal is officially off. CNBC said it yesterday. This is down 18% because their demand and their co- co- their comments here, softening in consumer demand now expects sales to be down high single digits. We're not talking about growth. We're talking about sales decline. Here. This is, you know, this is right where demand destruction 101. Again, you know why the market is down as much as it is. Trading very logical. The market foreseen all of this. And that's why these stocks continue to go down. That's why Kohl's couldn't catch a bit. Um, you know, they come in with a $500 million accelerated share repurchase trying, ah, to, like, trying to stop, you Sold. know. Oh, hey, here's some good news. We'll try to buy some of our stock back. It's it's a disaster. Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, we talked about them too. That there, there was a story out, I don't know if it's true, from the New York Post, you know, three days ago. They were shutting the air conditioning off in some stores to try to save hydro. To try to save some bills. I didn't hear that. That was right from the New York Post. I don't know if it's true or not. That was right from the New York Post. I read the article. I was like, that is absolutely shocking if that's the case. If you have a business that is literally shutting off the the utilities to to try to cut expenses, that business is going to fail. Bed Bath & Beyond is $4 for a reason here. Um, It's probably going to zero. Kohl's, I I, I still think Kohl's, I still think is going to be there. I don't think we're like the end of Kohl's here. It's cheap, you know, clothing. It's, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't think this is like a Bed Bath & Beyond story, but it's an epic disaster. Don't kid yourself. So, I mean, the demand destruction isn't just going to hit clothing. It isn't just going to hit these things. It already came for automotives. You know, we know that. It's come for housing. It already, you know, we see that in the numbers. It's coming for everything, man. People are going to have less money to spend. And when that E starts going down, that PE starts going back up. Uh, a couple things here. Uh, first of all, I just want to go back to the micron just for one nanosecond. And I, I wasn't watching this after hours and have no position. But when you see your stock trade under 51 bucks, and then I don't know who, what, or why they take it back up, and you see unchanged on the session, I mean, that's just a gift. I mean, yeah, it could kept on going 55 and a half, 56, 57. But man, it, it you know that's what happened there. And then um, for the coals, it's hard to do the technicals here. I see a we're filling the gap on the monthly. It's ugly here between twenty and thirty. So I really can't give you a level of lean on. I and I think that this is you know besides the earnings, besides the inflation, I think that there. I think COVID fundamentally changed the way that we shop and the way that we do things. And it just got to the point where, you know, ordering and getting stuff online is more efficient. You can still get the same things. And you have these huge stores where you have to pay your employees more. You're paying more utilities. You know, it's just, I think it may have happened anyways, but the COVID accelerated what's going on Good with point. these stores. I, I really do. And, it, and uh, yeah. I think I think Gene, when we talked with Gene Munster about things, he said certain you know when things happen, certain trends are accelerated, and that, and that's what I think happened with uh, with these retailers. Don't know. Oh, you know what? I do own one. Shoot, what's the symbol on that? I don't yeah, know what he owns. Either. I'm the what same way. That? Yeah, what is that one? Victoria's. Oh, I don't even want to look. I don't even want to look. 
But uh, anyways, well, you uh, own, well you, you've got yeah, you've got your old Victoria's Secret, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the it spun off with something, but whatever. SEO, but we can do SEO. You yeah. don't want to look. You don't want to look. Uh, don't worry yeah, yeah, about yeah. Don't I even mean, look it up. Retail out, disaster. Oh, oh gosh. What's the other one? No, I own something else with it, right? I gave yeah, you two. BSEO. Uh, what was the other one? BBWI or something like that. I think you're right. Oh, Joel, don't lock. Point on point. 26, don't lock. Don't lock the pain. The pain. Never look at your large portfolio. Why don't we just look at Peloton? Oh, Peloton. No, no. Dennis, you taught me best. Put it in the wife's account. I gotta say uh, it again. I think PTON is potentially a zero. Let's get it. Let's, I think it's right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I know. Right. Let's move on. That's just my opinion. Just my opinion. When I said it was zero, when I said at thirty five dollars, nobody was buying. It, everybody I had five hundred messages on Twitter that all gave me the hate and said I'm an idiot. Well, it's nine bucks now, so I'm, all right. I'm saying I today. I don't I think even Peloton go on it anymore. I don't even go on it anymore. I can't uh, even. I can't get. I'm gonna bring it. us back. Um, I'm gonna bring us back a little bit here. Uh, I did get comments in the chat that we're maybe not going in order correctly, but just feedback. Really, they should do their there. own show, uh, and then but we, can we care not about order them. on this show. Let, let's no get order. to window undressing. I think it was definitely important to touch. I don't want to forget about it here because I think it's definitely uh, something that's important to touch. A lot of people are probably asking, "What is window undressing?" Right, newer and traders out there. Um, well, I made it, the word up. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe some other people have said that, but I took that from my head. Yeah, window no. dressing. So what yeah. window dressing? Window is dressing where, is is when they uh, kind of go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want to window dressing that? is when your money managers, you know, mm-hmm. your all your head, all your you know, professional money managers are got to show their quarterly statements. Want to show the winners. They want to show that we were long the stocks that were winning, and we want to show this, that we were you know, not long the stocks we're losing. So what you often see on the last day or the last couple of days of the quarter is the stocks that have had a bad quarter show more weakness, and the stocks that have a good quarter show strength, as you know, people want, you know, those money managers want to show that, hey, I owned all the healthcare stocks. I had a pretty decent quarter. You know, mm-hmm. we you know, could have been three weeks ago saying the oil stocks was not the case because they all fell off a cliff. But so what you see basically is you know that strong gets stronger the weak get weaker what we mm-hmm. saw yesterday was just kind of a selling of everything i called it window undressing because um people just wanted to show what christian Fromhertz was saying that's what i was hinting as well when i tweeted it out is people want to show cash they want to say that hey i have more cash than i've had for a long time look how smart of a money manager i am so they were selling stocks into you know yesterday and you saw it yesterday a lot of stocks getting hit again even in the last couple of days um, so the argument would be now that they've done selling for a couple of days to show if they had more cash. Could we get a rebound to start, you know, today? Well, Micron and Coles are not helping the cause here, but is it possible that, you know, you often see, so going back to quantitative, you know, and obviously I trade, you know, quantitative strategies all the time. You often see a retracement of the prior day's move on the day after as the money managers now go scoop up what are they just sold or are they just you know are moving around or right. the market's just coming back from not unnatural selling pressure which really you know didn't need to be there so the the the, the trade would be to actually buy today's dip saying that though everybody wanting to show cash yesterday has now shown it so that some of that selling is going to subside and we may you know if there's enough buying that could push prices higher that's the argument whether that's going to hold or not who the hell knows yeah, so pretty much uh, making that uh, funds port for, uh, perform performance for the month uh, and the quarter look a lot better, right? Then it's kind of a, a little bit of one of those kind of tricks to make your numbers look a little bit better here. Um, and that happens. It's not even often. to make your numbers look better. It's like when you look at the positions in your portfolio, what window dressing is, it's like, I want to see that, I, you know, I want to see what my money manager's got me in. Oh, he's got me in the good stuff and he didn't have me in Peloton. So, yeah. I mean, if you were in Peloton the whole time, I better get rid of that because we got to send out the quarterly statements. We don't want to show that we were holding Peloton. So, and that's, you know, another reason probably why Peloton sold off for three days straight. Overall market sold off too with the whole window undressing. But, I mean, it didn't help the cause. So, again, the thing would be, you know, after these days, it's like, okay, now you can come Buy back, back. Peloton because yep. all that selling pressure is now gone from those end of the quarter statements. But we're in a different market than we used to be too. 
people are more online. People aren't as, in, you know, people aren't oblivious to, oh, how'd I do last quarter? There is still some people out there, don't kid yourself, that aren't in the industry that are waiting for their quarterly statements. But people are online looking. You know, they can see most of it's online. So it's not like it was 20 years ago where, you know, everybody's waiting for those quarterly statements. They didn't know what was going on. We weren't online. And this is going to impact, you know, money managers' decisions. Everybody kind of knows that the stock market got its ass kicked before these quarterly statements come out. All right. Uh, and another thing to keep on watch is now that we're getting through uh, second quarter, right, would be the earnings season coming up. It should be on a lot of people's radar. Um, we've been seeing kind of revisions, uh, but the question is, do we get continued revisions to the downside or do we get some other kind of pre-announcements like we got from Target? And that's the scary thing, too. We are going to see. Um, it's not even a question. We are going to see downside revisions. We are going to see earnings warnings. We always get some, but you're going to see probably more earnings warnings than usual and maybe more than we've seen in a long, long time. The Micron and Kohl's are not one-offs here. This is, you know, just We're already not one-offs. We've already had, we've already had uh, Target. I mean, yeah. but it's common. Like the wave is coming. Last quarter, Apple earnings were fine, Joel. Last quarter, Microsoft earnings were fine. Are they fine again? Are they? I don't know, man. Maybe some people are holding off Ben buying the new iPhone. Maybe some people that are a little bit tight for cash might not just jump at the first deal. So if you start seeing Apple Warren, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying there's a distinct possibility it could. You start seeing Apple Warren, you start seeing Amazon Warren, you'll start to see this market potentially really get hammered. And that's the scary thought. So mm-hmm. we can say stocks are looking relatively cheap. Well, Micron looks a hell of a lot more expensive than it did yesterday when you yeah. take, you know, the earnings, you know, the earnings cut them in half. So these are value traps and maybe the whole market is a value trap right now. And, you know, even the market with it's trading 16, 17 times, I mean, you come and you lock and you think, okay, it's not cheap even on a historical basis. Historically, it's 16. It's high. The earnings start Very coming high. down. Then you got problems. So it it's tough to get bull. It's tough to find that bull thesis. Like I, I challenge, you know, we've had some guests on the show that are saying we're going to go down for a bit and we're going to be at all-time highs by the end of the year. The RBC yeah, analysts. Yeah. I, I don't know how that happens. I don't know the path for there to get there. Maybe it can. I think we can stabilize. I think what we... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. need to do joel and you might agree with this i think we need to see some stabilization we need to see stocks stop going down on bad news that's step one and when you start seeing that then you can start thinking okay now i can start nibbling again like i've nibbled a little bit but i'm still sitting with 42 percent cash which every day goes up a little bit more because my stocks go down and my cash stays the same so stocks are cut in half and back up to like 60 percent cash again which is something to consider do you want to hear another another slightly positive thing you know please um, uh i'm not you know you guys know i'm not a a a big vix right i mean i i have my own personal vix and like the s&ps and like the average day trade the nine day average trading range Mm -hmm. it is coming down it is and that it is coming down so that it was you know it did like during the uh during covid it was like 200 220 250 you know before that when we were just chomping higher like in 17 18 19 it was like 23 handles 24 handles you know and we just went up every day just a little bit so now it's it, it did get to 120 and now it's coming back. It's today I checked and it's under a hundred, and that includes the Globex range. So first, let's stop going down. 
Yeah. Let's calm down. Yeah. Okay. Build the base. Like I didn't like that rally last week because it was so much overnight, and then they jammed everybody off the open. If you really wanted a good long position for those days, you had to chase. And um, so you know, I, I see it coming down. I see average trading range coming down. That doesn't mean crap if you get another CPI number that shows inflation's at like twenty one percent. But it's just something that I'm seeing in the tea leaves that. Gives you know a little bit of an optimistic uh, view on things. We're trying. We're trying to find a path to be optimistic, and hopefully Todd Gordon can come on here right now, and maybe <laughs> he can help us. I'm saying the path is we need to see stabilization on disappointing results because the disappointing results are coming, folks. This isn't going to be an earnings season. Like, wow, they're all beating. It's not happening. They're going to disappoint. We need to see stabilization stocks stop going down on disappointing numbers, and then we can start thinking about you know coming in, and then we can start thinking about stocks rallying. Todd, hey. please help us. Let's go. Let's go right towards our special guest. First things first, I'll ask to ask the audience out there, please smash the like. Let's go ahead. Let's get these on up. Let's bring on Todd Gordon here, uh, CNBC contributor and founder of New Age Wealth Advisor. Definitely smash the like, guys, and let's get right into it. Welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, thanks, guys. Good morning. Happy Friday. All right, Todd. Uh, we got your topics to cover here, but um, I just I want to tell you a tough question to start. Um, sure. You know, you're 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 in, you're in a new role, right? You're you're managing people's money and stuff. So, don't you kind of have to be always bullish? I mean, don't you have to kind of? I love that question. And, and no, <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, you know, that's the great thing about sort of the, the, the RIA uh, boom that's happened in the last 10 years. You know, you have the fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for each client. So each client situation is different. And, you know, the kind of clients that are coming to us are the, the kind that watch Benzinga and are, you know, subscribed to my trading service that ran for 10 years. So they're more engaged, they're more active, they're aware of their risks. So with that, you know, we do have the ability to, to do some kind of creative structures. We have some option hedges on for clients who qualify. You know, we had an inverse ETF in the growth portfolio. So it's wow. kind of cool where we do get some flexibility. And I, listen, I'm defensive, you know, we've got a good amount of cash, but there is a, a, a seriously a component, which guys, we live and breathe, and I know you guys live and breathe in the short to medium term, but I'm still longer term bullish. And I think too many people, guys, have been caught up in the, and I, I say this with love, you know, I love Benzinga, and obviously I've done this business for 10 years. Too many people are caught up in all the information, all the, um, just the, the pace of information uh, about the pending doom. Everyone's trying to grab their attention to make advertising yeah. dollars and get visual, and, and I'll just... They've missed so many people coming to me have missed out on this long term bull market, which I still believe there's it's still a strong case for the bull market. So you got to compartmentalize your trading and positioning money for what's happening longer term. So hopefully that's a okay great answer. answer. Oh, wow. I hope that makes sense. And, and it does make sense. I mean, long term, this is why I've tried to stay long term invested. I've owned queues and spies, you know, for queues yeah. I've had for 15 years and. I mean, it does work over time, and I went through some hellish periods with it, you know. But some of my best things are stuff that I didn't look at. You know, I've got the Qs. My average cost basis is $42, you know, and you look at it now, and you say, hey, it's 279 I mean, it's built wealth over these last 14 years since right. I bought them. Uh, but then you look at it, and you think you're looking, you know, at, you know, the recent, and we're all stuck up in the recent. You know, it was just $370. Now it's $270. Why didn't I sell and rebuy them? But, you know, the timing of that is so hard for it's an so hard. portfolio. It, and I think you would – tell me if you guys push back on this, but I think it's somewhat easier to sell into strength, sell when you can, not when you have to, but re-entering, even professionals really like hard. you. I mean, it's always darkest before dawn. I mean, the news has to be absolutely deplorable. Consumer sentiment is probably at 50 at a new low that we haven't seen since 1950 or whatever since the index came out, right? It's hard to re-enter. So that's just a tricky game, even for pros to play. But when at, when at-home gamers who are you know successful in other areas of life and industry, they're trying to do that and they make the mistake, man, that mistake compounds into their retirement. So no, I'm not long only. We do hedge. We do have we have active component to what we're doing. But 
don't miss out on the longer term bull market, which I think is still very much in play. Is there a path, and I've heard the ABC analyst, we've had Craig Johnson on this show, saying there is a path to new all-time highs by the end of the year. I'm trying to find, I think we're early to say we can get there by the end of the year. I think five years from now, sure, you know, stocks, I do believe, go up in the long run. I do believe we will get past this as well. But what is there a path to get us there by the end of the year, like the RBC analyst and Craig Johnson is saying? Probably not. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not much that's in the hard. Yeah. It, that's hard. I mean, look, we're I'm just looking off the charts off the side. I'm not I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean we're well, S&P's off twenty four percent. Okay. Yeah. We rallied I mean, what hundred whatever since the twenty twenty lows, you know, we're off twenty four percent. Okay. I mean, we'll all take a step back and say, okay, it's a twenty four percent decline. Uh, do do we recover that and go to new highs? I would absolutely say we do. A hundred percent we do. When? I don't know. I think that's a tough game to say by end of year. It's a little arbitrary. It was a tough question. I was hoping uh, you'd have a I do- did, I dodge that? <laughs> did I dodge that sufficiently? <laughs> it was a good dodge. Tom. All right. Thank well, God. But what would you be buying for your long-term account? Let's say you do have this five to ten year time horizon, which a lot of investors in the market should have. Yeah, you have a yeah, lot of you, stocks on sale right now. Like, is there certain sectors or certain stocks that you'd like right now that at yeah. these prices? Yeah, you know, and, and I don't want to come on, guys. I mean, please, I'm still the old Todd that, you know, like, I, I live and breathe and watch these markets every single day, even though I'm running longer term money yeah. that I observe. Um, so we're not even looking at five to 10 years. I mean, we launched the RAA in October and I've rebalanced the just the portfolio, probably, you know, turned over. Uh, 10 to 15 percent of it three times uh, since october 21 so i'm not looking longer term so i mean we're, we're active in here okay um, but only you know 10 to 15 percent but i mean you know i i love you know I, I love that the chips are on sale i still very much believe that you know whatever shape or form ar vr comes in i love where nvidia is at i love where the amd is at i even think intel with a good dividend dividend is is solid um, yeah, I like the chips. I mean, how do you not like Apple? I mean, the balance sheet's amazing, the cash that they have. I even I might even be a fan of Meta. I mean, it's now a value stock, but, you know, can they pull off the hardware play? I'm not quite sure. Um, but, you know, you see a rotation right now, guys, where the energy trade has worked, the materials trade has worked, industrials has worked. And have you guys seen the relative strength lately in the defense stocks? They're amazing. You yeah. look at Northrop, you look at GE. Um, but you know the va- the value trade is starting to come off a little bit. Energy is way For off. Sure. Inflation expectations are off. Uh, you know, commodities are off. I mean, I think we're just getting a little too far in front of our skis, out in front of our skis with inflation. We are at forty two year high, scary headline. But you know, so the Fed goes to three, three and a quarter, which they're saying is gonna happen. And the last time you know the, they told us something that's going to happen six to twelve months from now. It, it, it never works out, right? So, so the market is priced in three and three and a quarter is a terminal rate for the Fed funds. You look at the five-year tips; they're off 100 basis points. You, uh, no, actually, a little bit less than that. The 10-year tips is off 100 basis points in like a month. Five-year tips is off a little bit less than 100 basis points. Like we're looking at two and a half, two seven five, maybe three percent inflation long-term, according to where the tips market's trading. I put that a little bit more weight into that compared to where they tell us. Fed is going uh, in, you know, three to five meetings from now. All right, let's talk the U.S. dollar here. Okay, I mean, what what is the scenario with the U.S. dollar? Are we breaking out like two thousand eight, or are we in nineteen ninety seven? Thanks for that setup, Joe. I mean, what are you- Jeez, you, you, <laughs> you just be quiet, Todd. Now, answer the question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop dodging questions. Get these questions answered. No, I mean, look, I mean, I got in a good debate with my buddy, JC Peretz. I know he's a Benzing uh, fan on uh, on Twitter yesterday. And he's saying 2008 uh, dollar breakout is where we're, where we're at. And say, look, the dollar was in a long term decline. They were kind of selling off going into the credit crisis, selling dollars, selling yen. Those are funding currencies, investing overseas in Australian bonds at 5%. And that was the carry trade, right? Well, the dollar squeezed higher in a safety trade, flight to safety 2008, For and sure. the market sold off. I'm like, yes. well, look, this is not 2008. The dollar's been sideways since like, I don't know. In the last six years, five years, whatever, it's been sideways. We finally broke out. 
I would say that this is, despite, I know I'm not trying to be long, only rosy glasses, despite you know everything that's going on right now, I still think the U.S. markets, if you look at the U.S. stock market compared to VEU, right, all world ex-U.S., um, the relative strength of the American markets is still very much there. These companies are producing the most earnings. And I think it's more of a selling a foreign currency to buy U.S. dollars, to buy stocks when we do start to get as we said, we stopped going down on bad news. Um, sentiment is is horrible, but there's there's other indicators to saying like AAII, like so so the investor sentiment bull bear. We made a low in April. We just made a higher low. We're starting to see some positioning. I think coming in, we're seeing a rotation into growth. You said Apple, Microsoft. You're seeing some people nibble down there on these good tech stocks. So I think it's more a question of a currency trade happening, selling international currencies to buy U.S. dollars to buy our stocks on this pullback. Uh, am I betting the farm on it? No, I still hold a lot of cash in, the, in our tactical, uh, in our, uh, not the dividend, in the, in the new age alpha, which is kind of the growth portfolio. Um, so I think it's being that we're, you know, probably the best stock market to invest in right now. I don't think it's an emerging market story right now where you want to be. Uh, one I mean, of the things been, the U.S. has been the best place to be for a long time. I mean, 10 yeah. to 12 years. Emerging markets have gone nowhere for a decade. They missed out on this 300% bull run that we've had in the U.S. markets. Uh, Europe, has been a so mess for, Europe has been a mess for a long time, too. I mean, obviously, the Ukraine situation, you know, obviously knocked it right back down. But I mean, it's been a mess for a long time, too. So you're absolutely correct. The U.S. has been the best place to be for a long time. I think it's a lot to do with we have a lot of technology companies, too, though. For sure. Like this technical revolution, you know, that we've had, obviously, you know, moving into tech stocks. You think about we have Silicon Valley, all the biggest, you know, the most market cap, you know, with the Amazons and the Apples and the Microsofts and the Googles. These are the companies that have taken over, basically, you know, our market caps. And, you know, they're U.S. companies. So they're, I mean, US companies, but they also have a lot of international exposure. Too. Yeah, but 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 they've come and they've traded and they've been from the U.S. And I mean, I don't know if I see that changing. It seems like technology is the U.S.'s you know forte to speak. So I don't know if yeah. I see that changing. So maybe going forward, you know, this is the, still the best place to be, and maybe that's where we've got to be allocating money is still in the U.S. as opposed to trying to find these international opportunities. Like I mean, but I mean, how much? What do you guys think in in the second half here in H two? What what? Do you, what do you, you think we stabilize? Is that is that what you're? Th how are you guys playing it? Uh, the way I've said, and I was just saying before the show, I think I've got to see what I want to see before I go on. And I'm 42 percent cash in my long term portfolio. Day trading, I'm short long. I'm always market neutral. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. my long term yeah. account, I've raised up cash. I had it at 50. I've allocated a little bit more because we just pulled back so far that I feel like I have to start nibbling. But what I really want to see to bring myself down to like 15 percent cash. I want to see stocks stop going down on bad news because we are still seeing, I think, a lot of bad news is coming. The earnings season is going to be a disaster. We just saw Micron. We just saw Kohl's today. But we're getting into earnings season. It's hard to find the path to say, oh, these they're just going to kill it on earnings. I don't think they are. And if you get an Apple warning or you get a Microsoft warning, that what we need to see is that we've priced some of this in. Like, I'd love to see Micron. I said it today. I'd love to see Micron somehow go green. Because that would bring me more confidence. It was a disaster guidance. They said demand fell off a cliff in the conference call. Stocks holding on not bad. It's down four percent. It's trying. Micron, Micron is not. I I would say cyclical. what's the. It's very cyclical. What's the date of Micron compared to the rest of the semis? And, and I don't know, but I think it's very very cyclical. Uh, I, I don't it think it's it, it's sort of a inelastic demand to the price. I say the general price of chips. I mean. I mean, are we going to get these these warnings? Are we going to get? Uh, I mean, is it going to? Are we going to have to wait? I think earnings season. I think City is on July. What two weeks from now? Yeah, yeah we're two weeks away. Again. Yeah, we're two, two weeks, weeks away. away. Right. I mean, are they? Are, we we are expecting earnings reduction. I mean, look. So look, like the forward. So we're like a sixteen PE in the S and P right now, right? I think. Um, I think if you look at where markets are pricing S and P earnings, I think you know. I think for Q2 of 22, we're looking, the market's expecting like $47 a share. But if you look at the forward earnings in S&P, and I understand forward earnings is a prediction, and we try not to predict in this game, right? We trade the now. You know, you're looking at forward expectations through, through 22, 23 going into a five handle and a six handle. 
we're looking at the markets are expecting $60 a share with uh, S&P earnings. And if you take $60 a share, multiply it for $240 for the year into a, you know, a 3,700, 3,800 S&P, that's pretty compelling. And I heard you say something earlier, Dennis. I think the E is going down. I don't think you're going to see 60. I don't think you're going to see 55. I think you're going to see like, like 47 again. I don't think there's any way how these earnings start going up. Not in this environment. But, and the reason for that is I just think the consumer has less money to spend. I think with interest rates higher, I think with the price of goods going as high as it has, the consumer just has less money to spend. And that's why I think, you know, Micron's predicting, you know, the fall off the cliff of Kohl's as well. I think you're going to see the consumer less money to spend. So that's my argument is that I'm scared the E is going to go down. And then what happens to that theory? Yeah. If the E goes down, that's scary thought. It is. It is. I mean, look, we have, right. I mean, inflation has been has been benign since 1980 we just broke the 42 year highs rates the fed funds is at i mean okay we're going to two two and a half i mean isn't this what we wanted didn't we want the fed to kind of normalize and move out of an emergency policy stance and now we get it and now everyone's pissed off about it like isn't it good and i'm asking you guys as traders isn't it good to have a little price discovery i think it's going to put jay paul and the fed back on their on the on the on the they're not the heels, but the t- back on their toes. They need to be p- more proactive. I think it's going to force the Fed to allow a little bit more price discovery. We're having volatility uh, reversion because you look at volatility. I mean, there was a study I was looking at uh, for the Dow going back over 100 years. The average realized quarter over quarter range. So it's like an ATR of the Dow. It was a hundred year low back in 2016. I, I forgot what the actual quarter over quarter realized range over like a 20 quarter range. It was the lowest in a hundred years. We're starting to mean revert. We're having price discovery. The Fed perhaps might start acting responsibly. I mean, isn't that a good thing? Doesn't that allow the economy to act more naturally? Uh, and, and I mean, and, and the, it, it's, I think it's going to lead to stock uh, stock pickers market. You have to be in the right stocks and the right sectors because isn't volatility coming back? I mean, isn't that good for us? It's good for us as traders. As traders, we love volatility. As investors, yep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, wow. We got uh, we got GM halted uh, news. GM is halted here. right now. I know. And, uh, I hope yeah. it's not an earnings warning. Yeah, it. Uh, oh, you want to burn it? No, it's, it's Come on, here, here, coming out now. Q2 sales estimate. He wants to burn it down. Where do you? All right, let's talk portfolio. I don't want to burn it down. I, I, I'm hoping it's not going to be that bad. I'm just scared. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, look, the worst consumer sentiment, the 50 reading since inception of the number since 1950 what this is the scariest this the consumers have been in 72 years like what like let's Dad, i don't see that i don't see that. i mean come on so I, yeah we had we had supply chain issues because the government freaked out and shut down production uh we the green energy obviously effort and discourage exploration and 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 uh and uh energy you know, efforts. I mean, this is a pandemic. Obviously, this is the cherry on top of a very accommodative Fed. You know, we're shaking out a lot of the bubbles in the system. Cryptos come off, NFTs. I don't know where the state of the NFT market is. I mean, we had some significant excesses, I think, that have been worked out. Um, I still am a long-term believer in the tech uh, in the tech evolution, as you're saying. I think this is uh, version 2.0 that started with the onset of the internet in the 90s. And this, I think we're going again. I don't want to be rosy. And if we make another leg lower, right? I mean, do do we have 3,200 in the S&P for sure? And I'm going to put some some hedges on. I've got, you know, I've got some some clients who want to have downside hedges combined with, you know, long S&P positions, sort of a structure note thing. You know, we are hedging it. And I had a PSQ, which is an inverse ETF in the growth portfolio. I took it off. Not sure if that's the right move. So, so you're I'm lifting just, your hedges now. I took my hedge off, but you know, if we don't get a little bit of flow here in the first heading into earnings season, I might look a little bit lower. But I don't think we're going too much lower. Sorry to interrupt you, Joel. No, I just want to just talk about uh, you know just looking farther out as far as you know portfolio positioning yep. for you, and you kind of covered that. I mean, first we can at you know is is growth is growth ever going to come back? If so, do you have a couple picks for us? Uh, dividends, something that you know 
is nice when inflation's high, you know, it kind of eats into it a little bit. And then the hedge equity with the options, um, you I guess you're not foreseeing just a 2021 rally where, you know, everything just gets called away from you. You got the, the little protection. So just talk about overall positioning uh, for your RAA customers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, and the and the the growth, which we call New Age Alpha. You know, we've been we've been overweight energy, and I continue to do so. We're right now. I'm just looking at our stats. We're at twelve point three percent weighting in energy. We, you know, that's I think probably S and P energy weighting is about four right now, give or take. So we're three x the weighting there. Um, you know, the commodity trade continues to work, but I have my finger on the trigger there. I kind of feel like on any subsequent rally, crude right now is what, 108 and a half. I, I don't know if we're going to move higher without any kind of significant Russian reaction to uh, the, the latest NATO entrance. So I kind of like to lighten up on energy. Um, you know, I reduced the I reduced the average market cap, excuse me, I increased the average market cap, reduced the forward valuation to get more uh, healthier tech stocks in the portfolio. Right. So, you know, no surprise, big holdings are, you know, are going to be Apple is going to be our largest. Uh, we have Microsoft. I still like Tesla. Um, you know, I have a lot of, um, of AMD as well, some semis. Uh, you know, we've got end phase in there and the growth. I really like that one. I still like, you know, Live Nation, I think is good. So we're sort of sort of all over the place there uh, in terms of, you know, tactical dividend. I, I don't want to reach for too much, uh, too much return. I think our average uh, our, our, our portfolio um, dividend is about two point seven five right there. So, you know, I, I, I do want to keep um, some sort of revenue growth. You know, I try to keep revenue growth above a certain a certain metric, because even in the tactical dividend, which is supposed to be like a little bit of a, a volatility suppressant, we have slightly lower beta than the S&P. I still do think we want some earnings growth in there because I do believe that we're going to come back. Uh, once we start to see, I think supply chain issues are easing up. China is opening back up. Uh, I, I do think that the inflation was a result of a, of a knee-jerk reaction to a global pandemic that we didn't understand. Uh, I, I, I'm not as dire in uh, the inner workings of the economy. I still do believe it's strong. I still do think we're going to make $50, $55 a share in the S&P coming up. Well, that's good. In the next okay. couple of years. I mean, like, look, and, and I'm, I'm going too long, but Amazon, right? You look at Amazon's underperformance, and that's obviously considered the bellwether of where the consumer's going. I don't think it's so much web services. That stock has been underperforming the S&P for a year and a half, right? This is not all of a sudden a new consumer issue. Amazon's been having problems. They've not been managing and over-investing. And, and a lot of the retailers that have been slapped, uh, you look at the free cash flow figures. You, you, you look at price to free cash flow, and, and some of the retailers like Amazon is a big name. And Target mismanaged their shipping, you know, horribly. And, and they're planning in the last earnings result. You know, there was these problems have been happening for a year and a half. And I'm kind of thinking that they're going to start to right that ship a little bit, adjust to the higher prices. And can the consumer hold up? I I I, I don't know, but I think the consumer okay. might be in better shape than we give them credit for. Uh, I would have to say, you know, Matt, at least it doesn't sound like the sign in the back there, Flash Crash Gordon. Um, it doesn't sound <laughs> like that. Uh, so thank you for joining me, Todd Gordon, CNBC contributor, founder, of course, of New Age Wealth Advisors. You guys check him out and definitely give him a, an ad on Twitter. Thank you for joining us, Todd, and continue doing it, man. I appreciate you coming on and bringing a lot of information for us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Joel, I see you up here this summer. Uh, I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call. All this? right. You see this? I know. We're all uh, John, he's trying to get me out there for the Travers. And, uh, man, I want to go. I want to go. I just uh, got a lot going on. But I, I, I'm st it's still a possibility. It's still a possibility because I got to get to your uh, your distillery, too. I mean, you, the guy talks the market, and then he makes his own his own whiskey. I mean, no, I got to get out there. No, he does it all, I mean, man. We and the no, next I, time you're on, we're going to get you to share your charts. I'm going to, I'll do a little session okay. with you. So you'll be able to share your charts. Okay, Todd. All right. I don't, listen, I don't make the whiskey. I invest in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good investment. All right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. See you guys. Thanks again.
All right, guys, a lot of action going on also there while we were speaking to Todd. Uh, yeah. GM getting halted there for a second. Yeah. Um, All it kinds of news here. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on there. I started going through that form AB. I started putting up some information there for us. Um, so it looks like uh, they said that uh, three months ended June 30th. Expect uh, net income to be in the range between of 1.6 and 1.9. Uh, they also stated in the beginning of that form eight that during the second quarter, vehicle wholesale volumes were impacted by the timing of certain semiconductor shipments and other supply chain disruptions. Um, so, so bottom line, not that great this quarter, but they reaffirmed their full year forecast. Yeah. I love how CNBC yeah. tries to spin the positive. The first thing when Philip Bo just came on was saying GM reaffirms their full year forecast right away. First yeah. thing he says is that well there was a lot of bad news in there too um <laughs> anyways and you can see right when they said that ford which gm has halted but when, why when the cmbc yeah, there's a lot on ford there. ripped higher because like oh it's good news oh no wait you know they're reaffirming the full year but this mm-hmm. quarter wasn't that great is what they're saying here so um and and they're blaming inventory the blaming parts you know that some cars were made uh, with you know with the chip shortage uh the issues there so Reaffirming the full year is a good thing. I challenge whether that's going to work out for them, though. Reaffirming, it's nice to say, oh, yeah, our full year is still going to be pretty good, even though this quarter wasn't as good as we had hoped. Hey, a little 9 o'clock pop here. Uh, Buyers just come in. We're only down 6.5 here. I would say I'm looking for the 4th of July rally, but we're 40 handles off that low that uh, we made last night. I would uh, much rather have hopped in closer to the low of the move, but... uh, Let's go green. Um, let's go green today. Uh, that was a fluffy close. What we need? Yeah, and that that eighty nine close. Like I looked the last couple minutes, Dennis. I was like, wait a second. It was like seventy seven, ninety one, eighty one, and then they fill the last print up at eighty nine. So that was a little fluffy for me. But uh, great job today, Mitch. Everyone, be be safe over this holiday weekend. Happy Fourth of July. Happy, Happy Canada, Canada Day. Day. I'm not going to forget about Canada Day. And uh, great job today, Mitch, uh, it, uh, working with us and keeping us in check. And uh, I'll be back with uh, Mitch at the close. I'm going to go over to pre-market press. Didn't get to cover many symbols today, but I'm going to go over there and uh, dig down on some individual symbols. So everyone we're, have a I believe day. we're waiting on Tesla sales, too. I don't think that has crossed here yet. So uh, no, I don't I think it's crossed. That, that is would definitely be here. on the radar here. Um, yeah, the reason so, is- so far, GM... You know, obviously reaffirming the full year is a good news. We'll see when stock comes out of the halt, how they respond. Ford is wishy-washy here. Ford just mm-hmm. kind of trading flat, not kind of waiting for a cue from GM probably. Uh, but their numbers. So anyways, let's see. I believe we're getting the Tesla numbers here shortly as well. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching on that as it hits the tape. I'll talk about that probably on live trading. Uh, we did get NIOs deliveries this month. I wasn't able to get into all that, but uh, NIOs delivery, XPINs delivery, and LIs deliveries there. Um, so decent deliveries there in NIO, XPMB, XPEV, and LI. So in my eyes, if they're able to do good in, in uh, China uh, during this, uh, I think all eyes will be on those Tesla deliveries to see how they were able to perform also in Shanghai and around the world. Let's see what what happens there. Guys, smash the like if you guys enjoyed today's show. I'm going to go let Dennis do his thing. He's definitely focusing on what's going on and hitting the tape, just like you guys should be around this time. So definitely hit the like button. Let's go ahead and keep on going on this show. Uh, Today, we aren't going to be going to all access. We'll be going to live trading. I will let you guys know. Ryan is out. Zunaid is out. So it's just going to be myself. I'm going to kind of do more of a hangout stream here, doing a little bit of trading, doing a little bit of watching, maybe a little bit of music. If you guys want to come and hang out with me on live trading, definitely come and join me. I didn't want to leave you guys hanging for a couple hours. So I'll go ahead and put in the work for you guys. Come on over to live trading. Hit the thumbs on up, though, before you leave right here on on pre-market prep. One of the things that we're going to continue watching is how we go ahead and hit that thumbs on up. There's over 1,300 people watching. We should have at least 600 to 700 likes. So you guys let us know what's the feedback. Do you like it? Do you unlike it? Honestly, I'm not going to get mad if you guys don't like it, but let me know why you guys don't like it so I can make it better for you guys watching. Like always, all we ask for is the opinion. And of course, 
I say smash the like up because I know I enjoyed today's show. Got a lot of information. We talked and covered a lot of topics today. We went into the first half recap. We touched uh, window dressing. We touched earnings season coming up. Micron, Cole's announcements. FDA is one of the topics that I'm going to get into on live trading. Uh, we couldn't get into too much of that. I'm going to keep on watch some healthcare stocks. Uh, so let's see what happens there. And I'll see you guys over at live trading. Of course, hit the like before you get on out of here. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.